ambition is critical. So, we haven't done this for a while. Yeah, it's like as if we planned it. Exactly, which you know, I mean, no one can ever accuse us of planning fuck no. No, the absolutely. The only thing we've ever planned is a live verse, and that turns out to be from American fucking Dimensionals company. Yeah. Unbelievable fucking scenes. I, um, I, I haven't heard, I've heard bits and pieces because I keep getting sent them by people. Like, what yeah. is the, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, yeah. like, do, does anyone even listen to the fucking podcast? When I said it was a trial, um, yeah. I tried to take them off. I've actually no fucking idea what I'm doing. So I'm hoping... <laughs> I'm hoping... No, no, no. I have genuinely no fucking idea. I, honestly, it was like people were sending me like snippets, like, what the fuck is this and stuff like that. And I was like, look, you did hear me explain that it was like a fucking trial because I genuinely didn't know what was happening. It was something I stumbled across um, when I came home from doing, I think it was the first one back. And I was like, oh, we'll give this a whirl. And then I've had people laughing about it, people abusing me about it, people saying, I will fucking pay you to take them off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I um obviously because Buzzsprout is a fucking um I'm on I'm on the wine tonight, Pad. Um, we, we, we'll get to where you are now in a minute. Like I said, I, 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 when I was reading through, like I wasn't paying much attention, but I gathered that it would be American fucking adverts because it's an American hosting site, see? Right, I see. Hence what it was. Like I said, it's just a trial. If I can work on how to fuck it off, I will. But if you want some good news from it, it, in, uh, it paid for yeah. this month's hosting costs of the podcast. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We're there, thereabouts. You know? So actually, yeah, yeah. right, let's get to it. Let's just check out this Merlot. It was my anniversary, wasn't it, week before last, and my missus bought me, uh, you know, she, it looks like a posh bottle of wine pad, but what I know is it's come from Aldi's. Do you know what I mean? Well, what's, your, what's your wine of choice yet? So Well, right. So, 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 right. So, this one my missus have bought, right? So, like, you know, in Aldi's, we know the crack to me, and they've got the old beer and Mapelli and, yeah, and yeah. the fucking San Marcos instead of the San Miguel. Right, okay. So, they've got all this, this stuff, and it's quality, right? Okay. I love Aldi's, fucking brilliant. 
So they do the same, sort of similar thing with the wines, right? But this one is like, I don't know what this is a rip-off of, but it's called Coolibara. I've had it before. It's like, a, it says South Australian, so it makes it like as exotic. It's probably made in fucking, you know, probably made in Redditch or something like. Um, this is a, I can't even pronounce it, Langhorn Creek Merlot. A plush oh, red wine. It's like the old Madrid thing, isn't it? Like it's just a, an advertiser's dream. Madrid's produced by Coors or something. Of course. In Northampton. It's a fucking... It's just a marketing executive who just pulled all off Langstone. Yeah, it's a fucking car. Yeah. A plush red wine with blueberry and plum aromas and notes of chocolate and vanilla. Now, if you could notice any of that stuff, you quite possibly a paedophile. Um, yeah, I have no idea. All it, it all tastes the fucking same to me. Let me give it a crack, yeah, Brad. Mmm, it'll do. It'll do. Can you taste the chocolate and vanilla? Oh, Pad, the, 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 the chocolate and vanilla notes are there for everyone to, uh, to enjoy. Um, right, where are you? Yeah. You know, we've been all over the world, mainly fucking getting tested, doing drugs and all that. You know, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna match with people. I'd rather look at Dara Bush before those. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna go to Petra, uh, where they filmed uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I I am a working class sporting boy. I'm happy with where I am in my life, right? Triple V is like a second old to me. My missus likes nothing more. Covered in fucking covered in blisters, but I don't know. Who 
says what's fine and what's not. There's another three days left. So I'm sure we can <laughs> fucking finish before then. Like, you know I mean? Do I've never been to Trekko, Ben? I've never been to Trekko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends. It, 
it depends, right? Like, so this time I went, when I just went away recently uh, to Turkey, it was the first time that I'd been away with my missus and the kids, with just my missus and the kids. Like, we'd always gone in company, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is handy because sometimes you've got to get the fuck away from each other because, you know, you're not, we're not used. Like, just say my family, for example, we're not used to, to living on each other's toes 24 hours a day. Because, you know, the kids are in school, my missus is in work, I'm in work, and you spend time together, great. But you never spend, like, all the time together. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. but I was, like, I was pretty confident that we get on well enough that we'd be okay. And there's, the, where we stayed was amazing, right? And a bit, best place I've ever been. And there was chances to get away, like, do you know what I mean? Because, like, I like to, like, just fuck off on my own for a little bit, like. I'll just go for a wander, like, and have a pint over there on my Jack Jones, like, and just fucking have a little breather from everything, you know? But Turkey is intense, like heat-wise. You know what I mean? It, yeah, was, yeah. it was like 38, 39 every day I was there. But by the pool, it was like 44, 45, like because of the way the, the heat was around the pool. It was fucking mental. So like I can handle yeah, that type yeah. of shit. Yeah, yeah. You've all got a bit of ginger skin, do you know what I mean? Like, we'd that, all... Fu- that is blasphemous, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, whereas us, we, we were okay, like, we were out there all like the tropical people, so we was fine. But, um, yeah, it is, that's a, that's the only thing, we're going abroad, if you aren't up for the sun, if you aren't up for the heat, then it can stifle you, like, do you know what I mean? And there was a couple of occasions there, there was one night I'm thinking, fuck me, another humidity, for that, for whatever reason that day, the humidity was fucking intense, and like, we, we went for, we went for food in the night, and um, we sat, decided to sit outside, whereas in, we'd always sat inside, because it was air-conned, but we'd gone out a little yeah. bit later, so we couldn't get it. So we actually, oh, fuck it, it'd be nice to sit out here for a change, overlooking the sea and all this bullshit. We was out there about fucking 10 minutes, sweat pouring off us and fucking yeah. everything, because it's like fucking intense. Was it like, um, was it like, um, like, where they got that Yeah, down, mate, that it's fucking... Mm. I looked at it, mate. Do you know how much that costs? Wow. So we, we, I looked at that when I was looking at holidays. I looked at that place, mate. Fuck me, it was it's expensive, but it's it's a fucking theme park inside a hotel. Yeah, right? it is fucking bananas. Some of the places they got there in CD where I stayed, like they are they are fucking incredible. So when we're coming in, right, so we get off the plane. Best I've ever had for getting my suitcases, right? I mean, I literally walked out and my suitcases were the first ones to come out. I'm always the last cunt, like, I'm standing around sweating, wondering whether my stuff's been left in the fucking Bristol airport, shit like that. Straight on the bus. Kept most of the way from fucking um, Dalaman into CD and wake up then as they start dropping people off. So we turn, we start pulling into these hotels. Like one was called like the Dra- I think it was called the Royal Dragon or something like that. Well, it was all like Chinese themed, you know, like as if you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. it was fucking incredible. And that's what it's like there. Like Sea Day's a fucking, a mad fucking place. It's like as if they just, like the Illuminati just came along one day and just went, right, there's a fucking really hot bit of sand over here with fuck all in it. We need to wash a lot of money. Let's start building hotels there. And these idiots will come in their droves and they, they are fucking geniuses. That's why they run the world and I'm a fucking asshole. So, well, so I was quite surprised, right? So the last time I went to Turkey, which was fucking 2012, 
There's a lot of Russians and Ukrainians there, right? And um, yeah, yeah. the Russians are rude as fuck, by the way, right? But they never give me no bother. And kids are a lot smaller then. Like, we weren't around the main pool so much. We were around, like, one of the smaller pools because, like, here was, like, 18 months. Nyla was, like, three and a half, something like that, four. Uh, so they were a bit younger. So we weren't in the main fucking aggro. Like, we're obviously there, like, much older now. So they just wanted to be in the mix every day, like, with all the other kids, you know what I mean? Um, so... But obviously, because of the Russia-Ukraine thing, there's no Russians there, you know? Right, they sort of black ball, right? Yeah, so... Exactly, like, so there was a lot, in the hotel we stayed, there was a lot of um, Germans, um, there was a lot of Dutch, um, Brits, um, Turkish, because when we were out there, it was like two-week Turkish holiday or something, while we were there, so there was a lot of Turkish, yeah. And then there was like, um, national, different nationality and stuff, but mostly Germans, like you know. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and listen, I don't want to be xenophobic or fuck more. Like you know, I mean, I was saying private last week. I'm gonna like, I'm not sure what fucking you don't until you can handle it. Well, you know, school Brit, I didn't raise well, I was going to Brandon, going to Bragg in the morning, Sunday dinner in a pub, watching all the fools and all sitting, sticky with me in the night. I'm gonna handle it. It's just gonna be for me, it's full of props. You, you gotta see how compact these Germans were, right? So. Oh, well, the Mexico was Mexico two thousand and three when we played the American ball the four team. And they were so prepared they probably fucking hospital. Fucking yanked back. Do you know what this is the thing? This is this is disrespectful to us. This is the thing. So, so my, my boy loves darts, right? So he's playing with the adults. He, he was one of the few kids that they let play with the adults, right? Because he's pretty good. He's probably better. He's better than me, like. So, so we play it, and there's a gang of German boys. There's like six, seven of them, mate. Every day, they were full on, like they were like taking it fucking dead serious. And if they didn't win, they were fucking fuming, and they'd come back and play in the afternoon and this and that. And mate. So we played water polo one day, and the first day I played, it was all like fun and games. You know, it was a lot of British boys playing, a couple of like guys from Belgium and this and that. And it was a bit of a, just a noble. The kids were playing, and it was mostly for the kids, like, you know? The Germans realised that there was a bit of water polo. Fuck me. It was like the fucking. Um, oh. It was, honest to God, it was like, you know the final game I played inside the call of the day, right? It was like that, that, that fucking episode of Saving Private Ryan where they stuck in the forest in the snow. Do you know what it was like, just getting fucking bombarded. Oh my God, I was taking elbows, 14-year-old German smashing me with straight arms. It was like getting fucking, it was getting heavy. I, I was like throwing Kian out the pool. Kian, get out there, mate, you're too small. Do you know what I mean? It was fucking, they take it, they, mate, they take it dead serious. Like, they were like, not even allowing the kids to score, you know, just for a noble, like, it was like, no, fuck that, like, proper, like, smashing it out of their fucking hands, you know, they, they, uh, they don't give a fuck, the Germans. Oh, I'd be fucking on the town, I used to do a fucking, uh, sing the That he, um, we did, uh, so they did karaoke one night, right? And um, because I'm like the village idiot, so 
basically like the first day I was there. Like my whole idea was like have a laugh and I'll make the kids laugh, right? So, so in my head, I'll just, I'll do anything just for a laugh, right? So, like the very first day I was there, I think the first thing they did, they had like a game around the pool where you had to try and skip on a surfboard. So like, I goes, yeah, right, I'll do that. So I, I straight away, mate, I can't skip, I can't surf. It's a recipe for fucking disaster, right? And I nearly break my neck on the first skip straight into the fucking pool. Kids are laughing, they fucking heads off. 150 people around the pool laughing at me. I don't give a fuck, right? But then you build, you get, you like, you gain a reputation in of being an idiot that does everything. So I, yeah. I done some. So they'd after me every day, Ryan. You cannot not do this, Ryan. You, are you coming to play fucking volleyball? Are you coming to play football on a beach? Nearly had fucking heart attack playing football in forty degree fucking heat. You know what I mean? Things like that. So I was doing everything, and um, you, you just so they, they got karaoke right in the night. This one night, and I, I'm about ten. No, I'm about seven, eight days in this point, right? So they torture me now to karaoke. You know, if anyone have ever heard me sing, I am li- literally the worst singer in history, right? Terrible, terrible singer. But I will get up and sing for a novel, right? Because I, I don't, I've got no shame. So they they come over and I go, yeah, yeah, I'll do Sweet Caroline, right? Now in my head, Pad, when Sweet Caroline... This is going to fucking break the house down. Sweet, when, when would you give, you know, you've got to build the Sweet Caroline, haven't you? Right? Of course you are. No, no, no. They want me opening with Sweet Caroline. No, right? no, listen, Sweet Caroline is just before the main event. And like I told you last week, we'll play it twice, this isn't loud enough, Christmas time was loud enough, we blast it out again. Right. Don't play Sweet Caroline at 6 o'clock, so you're wasting Sweet Caroline. Right. And this is my argument. So I'm going to the rep now, we become part I said, mate, no, it's not going to fucking work. It's not sweet. No, 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 right, I Because I'm the only cunt to put my name up. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. This, I know this isn't going to work. Sweet Caroline, what first song does not work? People are not ready oh for God. it. People, not, people are not ready for it. Oh, awful. Absolutely God awful. It's different when everyone, it's different like an hour and a half later when everyone's had a few of their free fucking yeah, wines yeah, at the yeah. bar and all this shit. Yeah. Sure. I was... The thing was, right, that the Germans have got such abysmal taste in music, right, that actually I was only, I was about the third best singer there, right? No, it should have opened. should have opened that clock, should it? I've been looking for Oh, I'd have brought the house down. And they may let me play in the fucking water polo team the next day, I think. I don't yeah, yeah. But no, mate, I, I, look, as regards, like, holidays abroad, it's, you know, you've got to be prepared for the heat, I mean, you know, and that, that is something that people don't, probably don't think about before they go away the first fucking time. You know what I mean? Especially Turkey, yeah, like, you know, I, you've got to build it up, Pad. Fucking hell. Donna's fucked now. She's been there with a patch on in the fucking shallow end. 
fucking someone's gonna fucking have my eye I, I, I'm gonna end up in first aid. Turn it in competitive enough to go against fucking Elga from Stuttgart, Matt Marking her, you know what I mean? So fuck that, I worry about a turkey or a spade. We could be both fucking oh, dead so bad. And then going up there, like I said, stop being in a water my night up there. Well, mate, I, 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 I reckon, I reckon Benidorm would suit you a lot down the ground. Do you know what? Old-fashioned as fuck, yeah, it's probably fuck. And I don't mean, I don't I mean that, I don't... I like the idea of skyscrapers next to the fucking beach. Mm. Benidorm and Cartagena and Cartagena. And I'm not going to Cartagena anytime soon, unless it's for a romantic and stone-driven fucking night. We, uh, we went to a water park, right, mate? You'd have loved it. We went. So we we um the hotel that we stayed in, uh, Paloma, the Paloma Oceana. They got the Paloma have got like three hotels in Sea Day, and um, one of them has got its own like we had we had slides in our hotel, like a mini water park. This has got like this is a this is a full on like water park. So you jump on a free bus, takes you down there. You just got a bucket, like right. So we goes down. Um, mate, they had some quality slides there. So we we went on one, and it's like a raft, right? So I'm sitting now, and I got my back to the slide, so I don't know what's coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. And the kids are at the other end; they're facing me, so they can see everything that's going on. So you go round in a couple, you go into like a tube, and it's all very colourful, right? And all this and that. And you go round, round a couple times. Oh, this is nice, isn't it? Then all of a sudden, right? I I was looking at my two kids. And their asses fell out. It was one of the, I'll never forget the look on their face, right? Because what they could see, I couldn't see, was like a sheer drop coming up right, on this raft, right? And they screamed. And I, we've gone backwards. I, well, I've gone backwards. And they have, like, completely flapped it. And you go down into, like, a bowl. And the, and the raft goes up one side, down, up and down, up and down, until you, like, sort of funnel out the end. And you drop down there into a big pool. And you... You, you come off the raft like right so that was good but there's another one and it's like um you stand in like a tube right and it's the highest point of the water park and they pull like a glass door across the front of you and there's like a countdown and it goes like five four and you're standing on a on a platform inside this tube and you feel the platform yeah. start going from underneath you yeah, yeah, yeah. mate like i'm not easily fucking spooked right because i'll do anything my bum fell out. I was like, yeah. oh, fucking hell. And you go down at such fucking speed in the dark. It's like you're free falling, really. Like, do you know what I mean? It only lasts a couple of seconds, but fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. one of them in Aquatica in fucking Florida. Like, we'll see you one of them fucking things. And um, you uh, go past the shark. Let me tell you. You go, you can have fucking shark the size of fucking jaws banging on the window. You're going too fast to see any fucking fish whatsoever. Because you just fucking trying to stay alive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. So it... You're not fucking interested in the great white fucking running millimeters away from you. Like, you just wants to fucking. You just wants to come out there like. Um, have you ever been at Bluestone? Bluestone? Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course I've ever. Yeah. yeah, it's a water park in there, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I was like a slide, 
Yeah, and there's one that takes you outside, isn't there? There's like a slide that takes you outside. Oh, wow. Would you ever much for the rides? Like not this water, uh, not the water slide now, because obviously you've been to America and stuff. Would you ever much for the rides? I know, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they get a bit more variety, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and I think the boys, you know, the boys are that age, they fucking love it. Yeah, my two are bladders, they don't want to go on any of that stuff. Yeah, no, you know, like I, like where do we go fucking quite recently? Oh, we went to um, West Midland Safari Park, innit? Right? So they got, and mate, it's not rides, eh? it's not like they've got fucking anything like Autumn Towers that, they just got like the pirate ship and that shit, you know? But like, I'll go on a pirate ship. I took my missus on a pirate ship, right? And uh, she's like, honest to God, she's screaming. She is the most embarrassing fucking person I've ever been on a fucking, on a pirate ship. I was like, I oh, will you just shut the fuck up? Like, you know what I mean? She's screaming like she's like 11 years of age. And it's not, it's just a fucking pirate ship, like, right? So I've sort of missed 
it's like I, the the kid might. I'm never going to go on rides because they're not remotely interested. Tina and, and my two, you know. But like I remember. Yeah, yeah, we're never going to go to those places, yeah, exactly. So I remember, though, when I was a kid, right, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm thinking about it because I because of fucking Porth Call, right? I went to Porth Call. I'm sure it was Porth Call. Yeah, it must have been Porth Call. With my old man, right? Porth Call, when I, with my old man when I was a kid, right? And I fucking, I hadn't thought about this for fucking years, God almighty. Um, and so it was me, my old man, and my kid, Right? My mother won there, my sister won there. And, um, you know, my old man's taking us around now. And, you know, he was going that log flume bit, didn't you remember that bit in Porthcourt? Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. And then we done so. So we went into this fucking ride, right? And it was basically like, um, it was like a circle, right? And it was like carpeted walls, right? Right. And I'm pretty sure this is not health and safety at all. This is like 1991 or something, right? Oh, you know what I mean? There's not, there's not a fuck, there's not a fuck given, right? So you basically just stood against the wall, and it was like, right, the, the rule of it was you stand back against the wall. So this thing starts now. If I'm like eleven or twelve, which seems ridiculous because Kian's twelve, I look at him, he's a fucking baby, like right. Yeah, yeah. And my brother's like nine, right? And my old man's there, and this thing starts going round, and it goes so fast that you end up stuck to the wall because of the G's or whatever the fuck. I don't understand the science of it. I'm not fucking Albert Einstein. Um, and then it starts turning. So like you're upside down and you're stuck to the fucking wall. Now there's no straps. There's no fucking harness. There's no, nothing. You were just stuck there. And I remember it, right? Like it was yesterday. I remember looking across and like seeing my brother and my old man who were across from me, like sort of moving on the wall, you know? That can't be that. They, they don't have that around anymore, do they? Yeah, I'd be honest with you. If I had shut this open on Friday, Saturday, we'd probably want a bit more than six of them. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's much changed. They may have changed the carpet to grey. There was a lot of carpets now. But apart from that, I'd be surprised if it's much changed. Well, I was going to say, yeah. It's more cheese there than the fucking RAF fighter pilot school, isn't it? There was, Especially when they're on the fucking AMO nightmare. Fuck that. Don't it, it was one, one of them. I think it was like Neath Fair or something. I remember being a kid and going on a waltz and thinking it was the fucking worst thing I'd ever been on. Like, you, my head was smashing off the fucking side because it kept spinning in all the time. Yeah, crazy fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember the another one I remember about other age. We went to I went to Disneyland Paris with the school, right, when I was a kid. And um 
Space Mountain obviously was a big big right. I've probably changed a lot. This is like nineteen ninety fucking six or seven or some shit, right? So um, Space Mountain was the fucking big ride, like it was their main fucking ride. And um, so go on, we went on Space Mountain a couple times. We were there like three days. So Space Mountain was class. I loved it, right? And then we go on this one time, and I'm thinking Space Mountain has done a bit of steroids or something. And this something's not fucking right. I was like proper, like smacked my head off the side of the fucking you know the things that strap you in. Felt like it was going like fucking faster than it was. It felt like as if I was going to come off the fucking tracks, right? Oh, fuck, that's a bit mad. You know, like you queue for like 30 minutes, get on that fucking ride, right? So we stopped, right? It was me and, you know, obviously it was a gang of us said I was in school with. Jumps off the fucking ride, everyone's saying the same thing. Fuck me, was that a bit more mental than they'd been before? It's like, yeah. Mate, they stopped the ride, right? No all those people that were queuing, right? The people, because Space Mountain is like two, there's two. So when you pull in, the next one goes, the one that's alongside, right? They got them all out, right? They got them all out. They sent all the fucking queues back and they closed Space Mountain for the day. No way. Swear to fuck. I was thinking to myself, it's like final... Final destination or something. Something went fucking yeah, wrong yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yes, hell of a fucking right. But not not that time I went on it where it probably possibly could have just about come off the tracks or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking brilliant, mate. I'll tell you what I have done, yeah? Go on. Okay. Right, so just finished, let the arm off before I come on the phone to you. Maxine, start of our old favourite cross-stitch fucking uh, influencer. Right, that's what I thought then, so she made it that far. Right. Well, this isn't, uh, this isn't, this doesn't seem like it would be a light-hearted watch. I can't possibly remember, mate. I'll be honest yeah, with you. Fucking hell, she got away with it, like. Um, she cleaned the house and all that. So she, she got done perverting the course of justice, is she? In Grimsby. Which, by the way, Grimsby looks Really? She had a lifetime anonymity uh, scheme, new face, new fucking identity, no married, had a kid, no one knows where the fuck she's living, fucking hell, it's all paid for by us, mate, you know what I mean? That is grim. It is grim, so fucking Maxine on my side, that's pretty good watch, you know, that'd be a fucking oddball, by the way, and man, no one ever, no one ever know how they actually died, he said, how the fuck he was all in the bathroom, he said it was, uh, he banged his head on one of the kids' fucking heads by accident and she fell and drowned in the bath by accident. The other one started screaming, you know, he's fucking like, like a fucking... Like yeah, a he's, fucking a, he's a cunt of all cunts, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely fucking bad egg. Uh, speaking of bad egg, um, Dharma, he's a hell of a boy, isn't he? I managed two episodes and then it was just too much for me. Like, really? Yeah, and you know me, bad. Yeah, he's, he's, he's never been at the top of my favourite serial killer list. You know what I mean? That's reserved for Bundy. Um, I I don't know. I just... 
I, I get I get what it was uh, what it is um, but he was just a bit too slow and yeah. it, Uh, yeah, no, look, I I get it, like, I get it. It just didn't grab me enough to stick with it. I was like, you know, I know the story. I've seen the documentaries. I fucking, um, as it happens, Adams told me to watch the the Dharma tapes. You know, they did the, um, they did the Ted Bundy tapes, yeah, on Netflix. The, the, that would probably be more up my street, like, the fucking, I don't need to see a fictionalised version of, of what I know to be a true story, do you know what I mean? In other occasions, yeah, I wouldn't. It, I, I just didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I watched two episodes. Tina actually randomly. Tina asked me to watch it with her. She said, "What's this? All this Dharma, the shit they talk about." I said, "Do you know? Do you know who Jeffrey Dahmer is?" And she was like, "No." I was like, "Yeah, well, he was like this serial killer in America way back when. He used to like fucking kill his victims, eat them, keep their bodies in the fucking fridge." Do you know what I mean? I know the story. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I need to see a slowed down version of it. You know? Yeah, which is exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, fuck me, you're a fucking rubbish, mate. You could have seen it for a lemon of life. Yeah, I know. It, it, it just listened like there's a, there's a woman in the next door, and she's talking to the old fellow going, Look, there's a hell of a fucking whack coming from my fucking hardboard neighbours. Well, whack. do you know the and thing? You know that? Um, you know? One kid, right? So he was going in, he was dragging up in these nightclubs, and these gay clubs in fucking Milwaukee, and going out to a couple of bars and um, he's uh, pulling the back of his nan's fucking house and dragging him. Mean, he drugged one guy and the guy fucking, the nan come downstairs and said, I'm not having a fucking man dying in my fucking living room. And he sort of slapped him, come round in the morning, he stuck him on a bus. But then he fucking got on a bus, he was still drugged up, um, like fat, like unfound unconscious in the middle of a field. And he went to the old bill and said, look, this fucking guy is drugging. Not just me, there's like a bathhouse. There's bathhouses in this fucking place where basically gays would go after nightclubs in his rooms. Think of the archers only with a sauna. Oh, yeah. Games, like. And um, so they were going there and like this fucking kid went to the police and said, look, he's fucking, he's drugging people and he's banned from the fucking bathhouses. You fucking banned from me, you've got to be a fucking it's it's incredible that I think actually there's probably that's more like when you watch like I, I watched the um the Times Square Killer documentary a while back on Netflix, which is fucking unbelievable, mate. How I didn't know about that fucker. I think I might have talked about it on you. He is right dark motherfucker, right? But that is a really good documentary. Times Square Killer has many series, both three episodes, right? On um on Netflix. Now, again, he's another one that the old Bill should have nailed. Like, Crazy. yeah. And it just, I don't know whether it's just, they, like I say, just complete ineptitude. It just, but it always seems to be that way. You look at Bundy, right? Like, Bundy escaped when he was nicked and went on and killed, like, another fucking God knows how many fucking people. No way. Yeah, you know, What's like... What's the best Bundy thing you could say? Was the film with fucking Zach um, Efron no, I do you know I haven't watched it again. It's it it's not what really what um interests me like to watch like a film version of a story that I already know. Do you know what I mean? I I I would probably watch it just to see. I I like I said when I first found out about Ted 
Ted Bundy, right? This was years ago. I remember watching a, there was a program on it, like really old TV movie type of thing. Um, I'm, I, I remember watching it with my old man when I was young, like, and he was a fucking madman, you know, Ted Bundy was like, you know? But not really like, because when you see him, he was so intelligent and like good looking and handsome, charming fucker. Like you see how he was so manipulative and how he got away with it. And that's where I sort of became fascinated with that type of thing. I read books and stuff and like I say, not that I'm serial killer on a sly, honestly. I'm sure that's what serial killers would say though, wouldn't I? Maybe I'm a serial killer. Um, Gacy, horrible cunt. So Gacy was a right horrible cunt. Um, now I listened to the Conspiracy Guys True Crime. This is how I know most of Gacy stuff because I didn't really know a lot about it. The Conspiracy Guys True Crime episode on John Wayne Gacy is about two and a half hours long. When I was listening, when I was listening to a lot of podcasts, I listened to a, a lot of the Conspiracy Guys True Crime stuff. It, it was fascinating, right? And um, they reckon there's a lot actually behind the scenes with the Gacy stuff. So did you watch the the Son of Sam documentary on oh, on Netflix. No, I seen it. Right. So <clears throat> you know who the Son of Sam is, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Davy Berkowitz was a Son of Sam and he went round New York and he was shooting people, couples in cars, right? Right. Now, I heard that. Now, I remember watching a film called The Son of Sam. It was directed by Spike Lee. It had Michael Impaleri in it from The Sopranos and the other guy, uh, Adrian... Brody, oh, yeah, British yeah. actor, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember watching that many, many years ago, and that was the first I knew of, of the Son of Sam story. And even though it's set based in the Son of Sam, it's not actually about the Son of Sam, if you know what I mean, it's just based in that sort of time period, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the, the documentary is really good, but what they reckon is, like, it's a lot more deep-rooted than just one guy, Davy Berkowitz, going around shooting people as a lone serial killer. They reckon the satanic stuff in the US, right? It all comes, so they're all connected. So they make a connection in this documentary between Manson and the Manson family, right? Yeah. Like Berkowitz, Gacy, right? So like Gacy, right? Gacy was like, um, he was part of like a sort of, they reckon anyway, right? Like some sort of secret society. Right. And all he fucking was, right? Was he was the guy that kidnapped the kids. Right, so like he, so he would like kidnap hitchhike, hitchhikers, and this type of shit would never happen now because I tell you why because there's just CCTV cameras every fucking thirty feet. Fuck, fuck, yeah. Right, right, yeah. But like at that time, you know, we're talking like the seventies and that. You know, the Americas, the Ameri like you say, we've never, we can never understand the vastness of America. From, from where we live like you know we can drive to fucking Scotland in about fucking six hours do you know what I mean they can't drive across the fucking country in fucking a day and a half like do you know what I mean it's mental right anyway so like he was picking up like homeless uh, kids like runaways and, and hitchhikers and things like that they were people who, who if they go missing nobody notices that they go missing yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. but I think at the time people thought he was like a lone serial killer um, there's always the, like the sort of the the thing of him dressed as a clown and all this and that, that's sort of a bit in, in coincidental in the end of it, really, that wasn't what it was. But they reckon that he was basically just like, the he was just the guy that kidnapped them. So all these high-ranking, like, uh, Smithsonian-type fucking secret society fuckers, like, on the verge of Illuminati-type shit, 
Like he would just be kidnapping so they could like kill and torture and rape and shit in that in that area. And they reckon that there was a lot of like politicians and all this involved. It's a fascinating lesson. I didn't know how much how deep it was until I listened to that conspiracy guys podcast, true crime podcast on that. And um, they reckon at the end, right? So basically, because he got the, the death sentence, right? And they said to they said to Gacy, um, what uh, do you have any last words? You know, he's allowed it last words, and his last words were, "You'll never find them all." How fucking dark is that? Dark, isn't it? You'll never find them all. So. Yeah, no, he was, he was in... He was, I just seen the other week when they, they was taking on the moors for that little kid. And uh, your, uh, your brainy and fucking way were in me fucking never told like a fucking one woman where he's been, he's a son, horrible, he's a little fucking bastard. Yeah. And uh, they told they had evidence the other day and he was taking on the moors. Thought it was mad because the kid's fucking mother's dying now. Yeah. Um, but they done... Uh, and I ended up on the moors and, and they didn't find any skeleton or anything. But that fucking, they died nowhere where he buried the kids. But they wouldn't tell the fucking woman, all of them, fuck up. Like, all of them. Um, they, um. Yeah, they, they, it's crazy though, because, you know, you, I listen to a lot of them true crime stuff. Like I said, I didn't even know anything about the, um, the Golden State Killer, who was the most fascinating one of the lot until. He's a copper, yeah. Like that is the most amazing story. If you listen to any podcast, if you're ever interested in that sort of thing, the Conspiracy Guys podcast on the Golden State Killer is fucking. It is just it'll just blow your mind. Um, but there was a documentary on um, on Sky. The Macca put me on too cold. Oh, it goes in the night though. It goes in the dark or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking unbelievable watch. The the girl, the woman who basically kept the investigation going and ended up being part of finding the fucking, the genuine killer. She like, obviously she, she died, like it's a really sad story. She died like as it was going on. Um, you know, she deserves a fucking posthumous medal if anyone fucking does, cause this guy was a fucking maniac. But this is his America, see like, you know, we don't know half of what fucking goes on over there. There's probably like active serial killers over there now that they don't fucking even know about. I haven't seen this, by the way. I haven't. I don't know anything about this. Uh, 
watched a bit over the, the last week or so I watched um, a film that I've been meaning to watch for ages and the kids have asked me to watch and I don't know when really you got around to it and the, uh, this film sort of like it, to me anyway just sort of passed me by and I don't know why it's called The Impossible right with Ewan McGregor oh my god fucking hell heartbreaking fucking film what a fucking oh, film brilliant film I, I was fucking I was blown away with it I was like how the fuck haven't I watched this because I think anyone who sort of like you know you see like if anyone who doesn't know it's, it's, it's based on a, on a true story of a family that survived the tsunami um, in what, what year is it 2012 it's 2000 yeah so like when you see how they, they manage to survive is one thing, but when you see it, and it's, it's, uh, it's just fucking, it's a frightening, fucking, brilliantly frightening watch, like, you know yeah, what I mean? It's fucking scary what they all go through and end up back together. It's yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a fucking really, really, really good film. I like, really, really enjoyed it. And just to think, like, you know, because you see, you see footage of of that thing happening. You, can, you can't really fathom it, like, you know? Yeah. You know, I remember it all happening. I remember seeing the videos and the footage and, you know, what about the stuff that you've never got to see? Do you well, know what I, I mean? I, one thing that always stuck with me with that was, no, like, the sea got pulled out for fucking miles and miles yeah. and miles. Now, now, because of, uh, like, the tsunami footage being, like, you know, again, because we're the most phone generation ever, we, we know now, luckily, that if the sea ever gets fucking pulled out that Run like we fuck. Know where, we know where to kill the hill. No, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Deep Impact as well. Fucking like, yeah, the, the sea gets pulled out Deep Impact. That's the first time I ever saw it. Go, go to the high ground. I take the high ground. Um, but at the time, it was no. Like, at the time, there's people on the fucking beach. Let's be going, what the fuck was all she got? Right? And I'll never forget some picture of, like, Someone was really high up on a mountain, and there was one solitary guy standing on a beach, right? But he's he's too far to run to land, right? 
So yeah. They're like the people at the top of the buildings in 9 11. Yeah, yeah. They know where like, they trap, they can't get down. It's one of those where they know the fate, like people jumping off the building. And this guy seemed to know his fate on the beach. And then there's like a 50 foot fucking wave just fucking gulsing. Incredible film, incredible story, like man. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. And then on, on top of that, then something that was that I didn't even really know about, but it just boggled my mind. Right, it's a little mini series called Everest and the Nepalese earthquake. Right, I saw him put that up. Mate, um, it is fucking brilliant. Mate, well, it, like you say, you say brilliant, right? It's because <clears throat> it's fascinating, yeah. horrific, obviously, horrific, right? But you know these days, because every fucker got a camera, the footage, you know, me and you loves a bit of footage, don't we, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the footage is unbelievable. And the way they piece this documentary together, so they're in, like, three different parts of Nepal. Like, they follow three different stories. And, um, like, so one of the stories is about the climbers that were going up Everest at that exact time, right? Right. And then one of them is about... a. Um, a guy and his family who were living in Kathmandu which is the capital of Nepal which is like one of the most densely populated areas uh, cities in the world and on top of that it's obviously very poor so it's not like <coughs> the, the buildings are made for earthquakes you know what I'm saying and then they follow the, this gang of Jewish boys who are, who are basically just hiking around places and they hike up this Nantang Valley which is like it's, it's, it's away from Everest but it's basically just like a trail that they follow. And it's like sort of like out in a wilderness. And they've all got cameras, see, and they've all got footage of it all. So when it, no when it fucking happens, right? Like the, the, the Everest one is mental because they're all, it's, I, I never really paid much attention to, so I know a little bit about Everest and stuff, but from what I can see from this, um, just getting to base camp in Everest is a fucking, is, is an achievement in itself, right? Base camp, which obviously you would think is the bottom of Everest, but getting to fucking the the bottom of Everest is a fucking chore, right? So it's like a little mini sort of tent city, right? And there's all these fucking people there. And then they go and set out on, some of them set out early in the morning. They set out different times. They're going up Everest. Well, obviously the first lot are up at fucking Camp One, as they call it, which is so far up Everest. And they that's when the fucking earthquake hits, right? So there's a fucking avalanche and you see it because they've got like head cameras on and shit. Mate, it is fucking mental. Like it looks like when it's coming towards them, it's like as if a cloud is coming towards them. Like as if there would be no threat at all. Like as if it's just like a fucking, oh, that cloud will just pass through us. But when it gets on top of them, when you see it hit, it ain't fucking, it's like a landslide, isn't it? It's a nice landslide like. Right, it's fucking nuts. So the the in Kathmandu, like the buildings are fucking collapsing. You know, it's fucking carnage in there. It's like something from a film. Like you, you couldn't make it up if you could. You know, you, you didn't see the fucking footage yourself. The guys who are in the Nantang Valley, they get fucking isolated, totally trapped. It's fucking. It's like I say, it's three parts. It's fucking. Like I say, horrendous, horrific, but fuck me. It ain't half fucking incredible watch. Like, I thought it was fucking brilliant. But the thing, again, another thing that I never really knew about, like, you know, I just sort of was sort of finding out about it for the, for the first time. So I think, I don't watch the news. And, you know, I, this is like, I think this was like 2012, maybe. And that's like 10 years. I don't, I really don't involve myself. I don't, honestly, there could have been an earthquake yesterday for all I fucking know. 
in some part of the world. So I find out through Netflix documentaries, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah. I can educate myself, like, do you know what I mean? Um, Imagine there was, like, footage available back in, like, when we was going on holiday. Imagine the, the, the three-part documentary on Netflix. You know, oh, like, no. Where we ain't watching all the boys. Uh, Yeah, and obviously the other the other thing I watched was the Redeem Team, obviously. It's brilliant, mate. Yeah, it's really, really good. Like, so it's obviously it's the same people that made or the same producers that made the Last Dance, but it's a documentary. Yeah, obviously the Last Dance is, you know, the Last Dance is much more of an event, like because obviously it's that like sort of ten episodes or whatever it is. But um, you know, the Redeem Team is about an hour and forty minutes, I think, documentary. So right, okay. So basically, obviously, we all know what the Dream Team was. Yeah, so the dream team obviously was the Barcelona Olympics where for the first time ever. So I didn't really know this story actually. In the Redeem team, it tells the story of how they came to the point of putting the NBA pros, allowing the NBA pros to be in the Olympics, right? So pre- it's beneficial of the Olympic Committee to see that we get these fuckers in Barcelona, it's going to go fucking wild. Yeah. So, but it, that actually was part, only part of the reason. So what had happened previously was like out of like nine Olympics since they, or 10 Olympics since they started doing basketball, USA had won nine of them and only ever lost one game, which was the one game they lost in the Olympics they didn't win, right? So they, lo- they end up losing this game, right? And at the time, they only ever put college stars in. There was no pros. So there was like, you know, it was literally just the college stars. So they were beating everyone with just their... Anyway, so they were doing it like anyway. They were, they were better than anyone anyway, right? So, so they, we don't they did not need assistance in this situation. So, um, but they end up losing to the Russians, right? Which obviously Cold War time and all that. You can't yeah. be losing the Russians again. The NBA, David Stern, who was a commissioner of the NBA for a very long time he was very forward thinking with like pushing the like he helped Michael you know build Michael Jordan's um, like marketing and all stuff yeah he was very influential in making the NBA the billion dollar fucking industry that it is today like so obviously he the NBA were part of it pushing towards the stars they get the dream team in the dream team fucking canter through the 92 Olympics and from there on the USA were winning the Olympics over and over till they get to like fucking, I think it was 2002. Right. And they didn't. So they had all the best players in the world. There was no doubt in that, right? But they just didn't have a team. They just had like a load of individuals. So whereas like the NBA in pushing like the dream team in had sort of built basketball around the world. So all these other countries like Spain and Greece and whatever they're all getting better at basketball because their basketball has become more popular so they're playing it more right so then the americans start losing things and they lost where they should have cantered through they had like alan iverson stephen marbury in a team with lebron james Dwayne wade and and um carmelo anthony who were rookies but they were like so already stars 
they should have just walked. I think it was the 2004 Olympics or something like that it was. And they they didn't. You know what I mean? They lost. So so basically what they realized was they had all this fucking talent, but they just didn't have a team philosophy. So so they brought in a guy called, they call him Coach K. He's one of the, well, he's probably the most famous college coach in America. He colleges at Duke, which is one of the big colleges. They brought him in and then they started filming it all, right? So you get all that behind the scenes stuff where he didn't, he didn't just say to them, like when he took over, it was like, look, this isn't just going to be about the next Olympics. We are starting the next Olympics now and we are entering all the tournaments in the lead up to that and we're going to become a team. And it shows how we built like the camaraderie of the players. And then obviously the main fucking thing and what this documentary is actually about in the long run is how much of a fucking animal Kobe Bryant was. (laughs) So like obviously people, well, I think if anyone, well, not even a basketball fan would know who Kobe Bryant was, right? He he was the biggest star in basketball for, for a long period. He was like, he transcended the sport in a lot of ways. And obviously... He was, you know, he got in a little, little bit of shit because he'd done the old Mike Tyson thing, didn't he? And he got accused of rape, you know. So there was, he was, became a bit infamous and stuff. But anyway, there was like, so Coach K wanted to bring Kobe Bryant in, and there was sort of a bit of apprehension because I think Kobe, the way Kobe was, what you see in a documentary, Kobe Bryant was a lot like Michael Jordan in his mentality. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's why I think Michael Jordan liked Kobe Bryant because. He could see a lot of himself. He could see a lot of himself in Kobe Bryant, like. So, um, there's actually a brilliant thing which I have watched. I don't know how many times, right? There, there's um when Kobe Bryant gets to his first All Star game, he's on the opposite side to Michael Jordan. So he's in the West, and Michael Jordan's in the East because the, the the divisions are split in the East and West. And Michael Jordan's in the in the um the, the dressing room and he's got all these amazing players with him like Patrick Ewing and all these big superstars and he's talking about Kobe Bryant and he's going, Oh that little Laker kid or talking about Kobe Bryant, he's just gonna come down, he's gonna do what he wants, he's gonna be shooting over everyone, you know, we and like Michael Jordan already knows who Kobe Bryant is, type of thing. He already like respected him and then it's like episode four, episode five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. In the, in the last dance, net and then, but you can watch that. It's on YouTube. If you put in Michael Jordan versus Kobe Bryant first All Star game, you can watch them head to head. It's fucking brilliant. Kobe Bryant was fucking awesome, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's fucking worth a watch. But um, so they bring Kobe in, and he changes the whole mentality of the squad, right? Because they're all like, they're all superstars, aren't they? So they're all like, oh, we'll just have to turn up. But that was the problem. The problem was they didn't have the correct work ethic. Yeah, yeah. When Kobe... Like teams like Croatia, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But they... Teams. Teams, not individuals. And Kobe Bryant, pretty much on his own, changed the mentality of all of them. So they all started following, because he was such a big star as well. Like, if he's doing it, we got to fucking do it. So they were training as hard as him, working as hard as him. And it just, the, the, the things it shows about how much of a fucking animal Kobe Bryant was, that the next thing, obviously, the, the long short of it was they got to the Olympics and they end up fucking winning it. Like, that was a fucking great, great watch. 
Um, even if, like you say, we, I've talked about before, you don't even have to like basketball to watch a lot of the documentaries. That, <clears throat> like The Last Dance, of course, you know, when we talked about it, it's fucking unbelievable. I've watched it twice, you know. And then, like, like the, the, the way you've got to watch that is you watch the Celtic versus Lakers 30 for 30, the Bad Boys 30 for 30, and then The Last Dance is chronologically runs in order from like the 70s all the way through to the mid 90s, you know, mid late 90s. It's fucking brilliant, you know. And then in between, then obviously you watch the Dream Team documentary as well, which is on YouTube, which is fucking fascinating. You know? But uh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You know, like you said, the Redeem Team, great, great, great watch. You'll enjoy it. And like you say, you just, you'll just end up being fascinated by Kobe Bryant, just how much of a and how much now we realise how much of a loss his death is. It's like, you know, to, to basketball, it was like as if, you know, God forbid, like, Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo is to fucking die tomorrow in a helicopter crash. You know how much impact it would have on the sport of football. That's really what it had on on the sport of basketball, like because he was such a fucking iconic figure in the sport. You know, um, brilliant watch, F- fantastic. I watched the day before yesterday. Really, really good watch. Another one that I'll probably watch fucking again. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I just saw. Don't I just saw? Just before we fucking, just before we started this. My missus showed me that Robbie Coltrane just died. Yeah, yeah, literally, well, literally seconds before we fucking come on it. I was talking about fucking Hagrid's fucking rollercoaster in the universe of studios like Robbie Coltrane, national treasure, I think so, yeah. Crack out, crack out. I'm not going to die as David Jason, like, when David Jason dies, it should be back holiday, innit? Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but, but, Cracker was, like, iconic when I was a kid, you know? Didn't you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, from what I remember, Pat, I, it's not like I can remember it like I remember The Sopranos or I remember well, fucking The Wild. Like yeah, you know, it was, um, I remember Robert Carlyle as a scouse skinhead fucking, and he's, he's sitting at the table and he, and he and he's going, L-I-V-E-R-P-O-O-L, Liverpool FC, screaming it at Robbie Coltrane. No, I can't even remember the context of why he's doing yeah, that. Yeah. Then it's stuck in my fucking head. And I just, like I say, you could probably go back and watch Crack. I don't know how much it's dated. But the story in it, you know, because he was like, because Cracker, the character that Robbie Coltrane played, was like really flawed, you know? Right. It was, um, but he was like a fucking genius detective, like, you know, it was, uh, it was a fucking really good show, like, you know what I mean? But it's weird when someone like that you've seen for a long time, and obviously more recently then with Harry Potter, and I'm not the like the ma- massive Harry Potter fan. I have watched them all because of the kids, like, but, um, yeah, like you've been on his fucking right, like. But the one thing, like, it's like, oh, it's fucking, you know, he's had a good innings, right? He's always fucking, 72, two years younger than my old man. Mm. You know, and then just in school, I'm fucking, none of us are invincible, you know what I mean? It just makes you think, man, fucking, um. Yeah. You know, I said, even we are getting fucking older, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know, I don't know, like, you do start, I think, you, I wonder what age, like, my brother just turning 40 now. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. You always let go of my kid. Oh, my kid's 40. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm 43, like, but in my head, I'm still 18. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, this is a worry. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever fucking grow up. Like, I'm still, like, a child. Do you know what I mean? I'm still in, I'm in and around the boys, which obviously I am a lot with work as well. I'm fucking, I'm the worst. Like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one that's always fucking about, like, always having a novel. Because I think that's, I think with a lot of things, it's, 
you, I know, Pag, I know you know because you work in Royal Mail and I work there too. That's basically how you get through your days, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You know, I mean, the, the, the most fun part of being in Royal Mail for me was the crack that we used to have. You know, the fucking knobble in the mornings. Like, because getting, getting up at four in the morning and go to work at five o'clock is hard for anyone. I don't go fuck who you are. And I'd done it for half my work, half my life, all my working life. So, but when you go out there and, you, and it, all right, you're all in it together type of thing, you build a camaraderie, don't you? You know, and you sort of like, you're constantly having a fucking laugh. That's how you make those friends. And I seen one of the boys today, Andrew Toucher, that I used to work with in, in Skerty Section when I was, I was a kid, like, I was 22 years fucking age. Bumped into him today in fucking Tesco. I was going Toucher, like, mate, I was going Prince, right? You know, that type of thing. Like, you never forget those fucking boys. And um, I just think, like, you know, when when is the point where, I, I don't think you do grow up. So I tell you why I don't think you grow up? Because my old man, my uncle died, Lenny and all those boys was in Benidorm fucking two weeks ago and they yeah. let my uncle die 70. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like to think that if, hopefully I can make it that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and if I do, I'll still be doing the same fucking thing because life's too short to be a boring old cunt. You know what I mean? You've got to yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. I think you've got to have a bit of a fucking crack. You've got to have a bit of a fucking stay young. Young in your head. Yeah, I think you know what I mean? Because I'm like 44 and I couldn't turn the fucking fire on and the caravans on. And it's what it is. We've all got our fucking, we've all got our plus points, we've all got our negatives, and you know what I mean? Unfortunately, in my relationship, I'm driving the brains and dawn of the broad. You know, you've got to know your place in life, isn't it? Um, I, have you seen the, the video of Ashley Williams scrapping at the kids' football? Pardon? You don't know about this, do you not? Yeah, so so basically, I went I went into work this morning, and, and Simon, who, uh, who I work with, he said to me, do you see what I tagged you in on the, the podcast in last night? And I was like, no. He said, Ashley Williams was scrapping at the football. So when I come in today, because I, I was on a road all day, I didn't get into this later this afternoon. Where's Ashley Williams living? So, right, okay, so from what I can make out, because right, the video doesn't show any fighting, it just shows a tete-a-tete where people have got in the middle of him and another guy, and it's obviously at kids' football, because there's kids there. You know, and he's proper on one, Ashley Williams is, you know, and uh, the, from what I could read, it was up, is it in Manchester or something? Right. So I don't know if that, if that, no, 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 I, I, that obviously he must be living up that way now for whatever reason. But yeah, there's been a, something's happened obviously, <laughs> kids football. No, I'm telling, like, I, mate, I got two kids playing football. I know, I, I will, I'm there a lot of the time. And I, I've said this before on a podcast. My, if you could go into my head, my head is like volcanic explosions going off, like on the inside of my head. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm passionate. <clears throat> I'm passionate when I watch my mates play. When I watch yeah. the Swans play, <clears throat> I'm fucking. I kick every ball. So when I go and watch my kids play, can you imagine really what goes on in my head? But I've been always been very aware that I didn't want to be that fucking clown on a line that embarrassed himself and embarrassed his fucking children. Now, if I really let loose, I would be that guy, 100%, because I know I got in the locker, but I don't ever and I would never, you know, because I'm fucking, I understand how much of a prick you make yourself look. So that's what one, I wonder what made, what happened 
to make yeah. Ashley Williams get to that point. Because there's a point, right? There's a point for any person that you could get to that point. Imagine someone did something to a kid. We don't know what happened, do we? Do you know what I mean? Oh, fuck no. Some, someone has said, someone had done. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that I, I've watched Kia and especially get kicked. And, like, I, I only one time that I ever flipped my lid on, on the sideline, he was getting kicked the ribbons and nobody was doing anything about it. And it was he was targeted. You know what I mean? That, that was the worst part about it. I knew that they were trying to kick him out the game and I flipped my lid on the line, you know? Um... So I wonder if anything like that happened to that point. But he was like trying to throw bombers. I was just trying to stop my boy getting kicked up in the fucking air. Like, you know, yeah, they reckon I read through the comments and the guy who posted the video must have been one of the people who was stood on, the, the, was the guy who filmed it. You know what I mean? It was stood on the line. And he said something like, we didn't catch the bit where you were throwing head butts and fucking punches and stuff. So he's like proper yeah, guy. Put that on Twitter. Yeah, bad grass. Like, no, you know, everyone wants to see fucking. No, I mean, every, everyone. he can yeah that's his fucking little five minutes of fame innit do you know yeah, what I mean he's yeah, yeah. like I caught this guy doing that like fuck off do you know what I mean so I, I would like to give Ashley Williams a benefit of the doubt and just say like he reacted to something that made him something was done to him or his kid that would lead him that would put 99% of us in that position where we would fucking yeah, flip our yeah. lids but it looks bad because the way they film the kids are like camera side of everything so like you're seeing that kicking off in the background and there's like a load of young kids like there having to having to watch it, you know? Um but yeah, I don't know if any more will come out on that. Um but yeah, it was I just like I say Ashley Williams. I, I wish sometimes he'd shown that type of fucking fight, uh, when he was getting battered by and Adebayo was kicking his fucking head in, you know what I mean? But uh, there we are. Well actually seeing as we relate into the swans slightly. Mystic Preds have been back all season. I slagged the Swans off. On the they're flying. I fucking got a bit though. Yeah, I think we started off slagging. Maybe the Sheffield United game, and then since then we got Al Trino, Max Bomb Street, Late Winners, which is always fucking order cracker. Watford to one, Sunderland to one, and now we're in the fucking playoff places. I think. Um, Absolutely I... <laughs> unbelievable. Watching fucking Barnes, no one who seems like a manager fucking. It's a mental league.
utilities company, which I don't even know what a utility What is that? Yeah, we don't ask no questions, but... Gift us in the mouth, uh, the, oh, bo- yeah. the boys are back. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. And we will make out as if we're in there every fucking week. We're fair to the kid, he's fucking he's living it. Like I said, this is just a fucking normal word. Excited, you know. We are just just stamping. If anyone ever, you know, consider that we aren't the two biggest chances in the history of uh, podcasting, uh, I think we've just gone and it, it, it did right in the head. There, neither of us have been to a game this season. Excited, and we got the Cobbly Man, my dear, with us as well. Cobbly's with us on the card, so it could be very well be the last fucking game we ever get it by. Uh, well, we'll we, 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 go by and nothing can give a fucking Cobbly gets naked and rubs his balls on Alex Curtis's head. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, I'm looking forward to that. You know, like I'd never, never done that type of thing before. Obviously, I was, do you know what I was quite surprised with? So you messaged me whatever night that was. To, to say that and we me and you were having a laugh about it like fucking hell my god how, how have we managed to wangle this one and um but we weren't sure it wasn't confirmed at that point yeah, yeah, yeah. and then my old man rings me the next day and he goes uh do you want me to get you tickets to the Cardiff game he said they're on general sale now that really surprised me right yeah so I was like uh dad you're not going to believe this I think I've wangled myself into the box like so I'll gamble I said, don't yeah, get. Yeah. I said, don't get me a ticket. I said, but get Nyla a ticket. So, 
like Niall's going with my old man. Um, but obviously I, I gambled on the fact that this was going to come off, which it has. So obviously I'll be with you. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it just surprised me that, you know, normally Swan's card, if you can't get a fucking ticket on general sale, you've got fucking no chance, you know? Oh, and, and, and obviously if we were, if we... Yeah. I was. I was. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it's fucking brilliant. Like I said, we we we're up for experiences, and and that would be a that would be a different one. Um, Swan's card at twelve o'clock kickoff as well, so that means we're in the wind for about eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, they, like I said, they, they've, been, they've been good. I've watched them a few times uh, more recently and they have improved since I slagged them off. Still, there is still... I, I don't, I don't want to take credit for that part. I will, but I don't want to. Um, but, you know, if he is, as a coach, seeing that you need to sort of improve things, especially going forward, like as regards to the, being more positive, you know, we're creating stuff now. You know, we're creating chances... And Perot will start scoring soon, and if we're playing like this and winning, and he's not really a, once he start once he once he starts scoring, then anything is fucking possible. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all happy that they're doing well. Now I probably fucking jinxed them. They'll go and fucking lose tomorrow, lose 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 to Red on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, all well and good, right, Pat? Did we talk about Ben Newbank fucking last week? Had that happened? Oh, are we, are we going, are we? Yeah. I don't know, 30 million quid. That's why you push it for the fight three, four times a year. 
Yeah. But now all the time, you're pushing for the two fights here because you can see Goldman slipping away. Man, I love Sandy Hurd, what he double monster, but fuck me. He's up to no good sometimes, my right? Let me tell Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't come up with this looking fucking very good. No, terrible. <coughs> terrible. And a couple of, couple of things he said, like, I've always liked the fact that Eddie Hearn will talk and be to everyone, yeah, yeah. you know, whether he's honest or not, there's nothing, but he's, he's always talking, he's prepared to do all the interviews, he asks all the questions that other people will avoid and stuff, but he hasn't come out with this looking fucking very good at all. And then I was just watching a fucking interview just now with Ben Shalong of uh, Boxer, you know, on Sky yeah. Sports, and um, I hadn't seen this interview, but apparently Eddie took a shot at the... Uh, Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields fight asking if they'd been tested by Vada, right? Wow, right. Now, that, I don't know the context of that because I haven't seen the interview because I only saw the interview with Ben Shalom. Yeah. And he handles it very well. I'll give him that. Right. Right, and he says, I don't even know why we'd even talk about that when we're talking about the biggest fight in women's boxing. And we're talking about pushing the sport of boxing forward by doing an all-female card, and blah, blah, blah. he answers it quite well, quite diplomatic, and he yeah, said, yeah. it's not right that they would talk about that, not that I have to answer this, he said, but of course, Clarissa and Savannah have been tested by Varda and UCAD all the way through this, Savannah just got tested yesterday, but we're not banging on about it, and why anyone would bring that up now, just seems wrong, which I think is right. For no reason, like, for, for seemingly no reason, which is another thing that, I, like I said, I haven't seen the context of that interview of what he said, but I don't think that's fair, because I, I, like, I'm not actually not gonna be able to watch our card live tomorrow, which is a shame, because I'm out, but, um, like, I'm looking forward to that card, you know? I'm looking forward, like, I, 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 I would, mate. Fucking Lauren Price is on it, the Welsh girl, the Olympi yeah, yeah. Olympian. Um, I think it'd be well worth a watch, like, so, uh, yeah, um, it's a shame, really, but I, I, the question I got asked myself was, you know, I know me and you wanted to watch fucking Ben versus Eubank, right? Of course we did. I, I, let me tell you, last time, it was fucking gutted. I was doing. Sometimes yeah. you've got to step back, and you've got to think, what's right and what's wrong? Mm. And that might go ahead last week. Would it be fucking wrong? Yeah. You know, No, I, 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 I'm with you, I, I'm with you, and, um, you know, I just, I know that it's marketing and stuff, but you can't even compare to how big Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank fight was when that fight happened, yeah, yeah. and then especially when the second one fucking happened, you know, we're talking yeah. like 16, 17 million fucking people watching it on ITV, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not even fucking comparable, I think they wanted it to be on that scale, but... It never was gonna be, was it? You know, um, and then they went, they went and fucked themselves over now, and and you lose a lot of trust, um, as a promoter and everything when you do, what they've done, you know, and as regards the drug, th the drug thing with Conor Ben, in my opinion, there's no smoke without fire on that, you know, and not that I'm, you know, it, it, there's something not right there, so you know he he stained his reputation now, and I've always 
quite like watching Conor Ben. He's always very raw, and he's really improved over the last few years to like a quite a dangerous fighter. Um, but now you're gonna say, well, has he improved over the last few years because exactly. yeah, he's yeah. fucking he's getting the gear in him? Yeah. Have you ever seen that Michael Bisping's record of the guys he lost to, and they all were found? Yeah, they yeah. all were found to be juicing, like yeah, yeah. Pre- yeah. after that. It was like a Vita Belfort, fucking yeah. Chael Sonnen, Vandalay Silva, fucking all of them. Even Anderson Silva. I know he beat Anderson Silva, but they were yeah, yeah. all fucking on a gear. Do you know what I mean? So it's it, it is it's in. It's not just like as if it's just in boxing. It's just in sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is is ingrained in sports, you know, that um, people will try and find an edge and they will try and hide the fucking edge. Um, and then sometimes they get fucking found out. And like you say, for us, it fucked us up because I was looking forward to watching all our card last Saturday and then yeah. I had nothing to fucking watch. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you when you look at it now at, at this time, you go, well, I'm glad it didn't go ahead because it would have made a fucking mockery of the fucking sport, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is what it is. So just, we look we look forward to the non-drug-induced exactly. big fight tomorrow, um, yeah, Clarissa yeah. Shields and Savannah Marshall, and uh, and and that and oh, also Pad Saints Roxburgh last week. That was some game. can't help it like even I'm screaming on a line fucking and I just you just get into it don't you? It's, it's I thought yeah, yeah. I thought I th- yeah it was I thought it was I thought it was fucking it was excellent like you know what I mean um t- thoroughly entertaining uh right bad I'll let you get the fuck off mate yeah yeah I just got a sh- If you haven't seen it, for anyone who's listening straight away to this, Pastel are on Soccer AM tomorrow morning on Saturday. Right? So Pastel are on Soccer AM in the morning. And I'm not fucking working. So, no, I know. Fucking amazing. How does this, this happen? It's called delegation pad. It's a big word. Big word I've learned. Delegate it off. Um, but if the kids football is on, I won't see it anyway. But I'll have to fucking catch up with it. Uh, big shout out to the boys from Pastel. They're fucking smashing it. AIC effect and all that. Pad, enjoy your night, mate. And uh, right, we will speak. Oh, Tuesday at the uh, yeah. Prawn Sandwich Brigade Club. Yeah, at the start of the AIC lunch, is this going to be called for that one? Fuck, don't get me started. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be bringing a plaque with me. Right, too late. And on that note, peace out.
ambition is critical. Thank you.